We begin with the war in Gaza and the diplomatic effort to bring a pause to the fighting with negotiations continuing for a fourth day to attempt to secure a unanimous UN Security Council vote on the suspension of hostilities in Gaza. Meanwhile, separate talks are understood to be continuing to arrange another exchange of hostages held by Hamas for Palestinian prisoners detained in Israel. Egypt and Qatar are thought to be trying to broker a deal. And the leader of Hamas, which is considered to be a terrorist organization by the U.S. and many other countries, Ismail Hanye, has traveled to Egypt to meet the country's intelligence chief. He's already held talks in Iran, which is one of the closest supporters of Hamas. Israel has released footage of what it claims to be tunnels dug by Hamas under Gaza City in the north of the territory. It says the structures, which cover a large area, were used as a base by Hamas leaders. The fighting continues inside Gaza, where the UN says Israel has issued evacuation orders for large areas of the southern city of Khan Yunis. Meanwhile, Hamas says more than 20,000 people have died since Israel began its military action, which was launched after the attack by Hamas in Israel on October the 7th, in which around 1,200 people died. Well, we'll have more on all of those developments in the next few minutes. But first, let's take a look at how the UN Security Council might be able to influence events in the Middle East. From New York, here's Nada Tawfiq. Yet another delay as negotiations continue at the highest levels at Capitol. And here at the UN, diplomats have been furiously and desperately trying to reach an agreement, including the United States, which doesn't want to be in a position to cast a third veto. Now, we've already seen over the last few days the resolution be modified to try to accommodate the United States' position. That's included language being toned down to call for a suspension of hostilities instead of a cessation of hostilities. But really, the key sticking point now is over the resolution's proposal for a UN monitoring mechanism. Now, the Arab group says that this is absolutely an essential component of the resolution to make sure it has impact on the ground. But Washington says that there are fears that Israel would lose control of the screening process with this mechanism. And so there are talks now over how to bridge that gap. And in fact, the United States asked for this latest delay so it could engage directly with Egypt in talks over how a mechanism could work to the benefit of all parties. So really, the success of this resolution now hinges on those talks between the U.S. and Egypt. It is worth noting that the overwhelming majority of the council does support the resolution as it is. And the UAE, which authored this resolution, says that there is just too much suffering on the ground by Palestinian civilians for the council to fail to act. Well, Nada Tafik reporting there. Well, let's go live now to Jerusalem and our Middle East correspondent, Yoland Nell. And Yoland, good to have you on. Just talk us through, first of all, this tunnel network and how significant this find is. So this was uh, this footage that's been brought out by the Israeli military. We can't independently verify it, but they say it shows a, a very sort of 
uh, advanced tunnel network which was under the heart of Gaza City and actually connected the homes of senior Hamas officials in Gaza, including Yahya Sinwar, who's really thought to have masterminded those deadly 7th of October attacks. Um, and also came out with some shafts uh, close to other key areas uh, near to the Shifa Hospital, uh, for example. And when you look at the footage here, um, you can see that the, the structures are, are well built. Um, we're told that they included blast doors, that they're connected to the electricity, that there was plumbing involved as well. Um, and Hamas hasn't directly commented on any of this, but it has in the past boasted about having a, a vast underground system uh, across the Gaza Strip. Yeah, we've heard so much about these underground tunnels over uh, the last the past weeks. Now, when it comes to the UN Security Council as well, that has delayed its vote yet again on this pause in fighting. Why is it so hard to get an agreement to go ahead with this vote? I mean, of course, the U.S. Uh, has veto power at the Security Council. It is Israel's closest ally, it often acts as a sort of diplomatic shield for Israel uh, at the U.N. So while there is, on one hand, so much global pressure to come up with some kind of Security Council resolution, the Secretary General himself has made that clear. His position is that there should be an immediate humanitarian ceasefire, and there has been an overwhelming call for that at the U.N. General Assembly, where you have 193 member states represented. Um, but, you know, Israel is very concerned about any idea of calling for a cessation of hostilities at the moment. It says that that is not something that it is prepared to go along for. It will not stop this war until Hamas is completely dismantled. But it has said it will accept instead a, a kind of temporary truce, perhaps um, another week long or two weeks long. That's what's being reported in the media here uh, that could see more hostages being released uh, by Hamas. And the request is really for, first of all, the remaining women hostages inside Gaza who are held, as well as older men, those who are um, infirm, who are in need of urgent medical care, um, that they should be uh, released first. The position of Hamas has been that it will not uh, negotiate on this basis. It will only have uh, more hostages released when there is a permanent ceasefire. But it's very much uh, the, the effort of Egypt and of Qatar as the key mediators here to try uh, to close this gap, to try to come up with some kind of at least a, a temporary deal. Um, and perhaps that they will try to persuade Hamas uh, that that could lead to a, a longer term deal.